We have come close to the end of July, and so it's time to close the book on the active part of the season with some off-season grades, early off-season grades. We'll chat about what the Magic were able to do this off-season and more on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 28th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to grade the Magic's offseason, what the Magic were able to accomplish this offseason, how it sets them up for the regular season, and why maybe it didn't really matter in the end. It mattered, but but we'll we'll get into why the Magic didn't need to have a home run offseason this summer. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This offseason for the Orlando Magic was an important one. Every offseason is important. The opportunity to get better, the opportunity to see the team advance and grow is a big deal. Um, and we shouldn't overlook that. We shouldn't go past that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't ignore it, um, it, 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 to say the least. Um, the Magic entered this season as one of the few teams with significant cap room. Uh, and and really the potential to spend it because of what they're building. But we do know that Jeff Weltman and his front office and his staff like to say they're not going to skip steps. That they're going to let things grow naturally and, and they're not trying to go after the sugar high of a playoff berth. Um, they want to build something sustainable. They want to build something that will last for a little while. And, and, you know, we'll go over this, I think, next week a little bit. Uh, why the Magic are it, why the Magic are indeed on the precipice of building a sustained playoff run, of building a team that's going to be in the postseason for, for a little while, for, for, for a little while. And so we look back and we look ahead um, at, a, at a team's, that had a mission statement this summer of don't screw it up. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't put things in the way of your developing stars. This was a season where the magic were more focused in my opinion on incubating what they had and trying to, trying to make the most of the group that they have and make sure they're all on the right track. Make sure they're all growing in the right direction and doing the right things and put in the right right spots, the right locations to take their next steps. This, with that in mind then, despite the opportunity, despite the potential to do something good, despite the ability to 
spin this thing forward, perhaps even accelerate the timeline with a big free agent signing or with a big trade. The Magic kind of opted, and the Magic's, I guess, mission statement and thought to this whole process was, let's let everything marinate a little bit more. You, you check the pot. The, the meat's not done yet. Still, still, there's still, still a little too red. Still a little too rare um, to take out of the oven, to, to serve, to, to put the garnishes on that you need to get to that championship level. This is sort of what the Magic decided. Um, whether that's right or wrong, we'll talk about that in a minute, but the Magic essentially decided this summer was another summer, and a fair criticism of Jeff Holtman is he is too hesitant to make major changes sometimes. This was a summer to let this team grow. We look at the things that really matter about this team. Let's, let's, let's throw out everything else. Maximizing of assets, so on and so forth. What is the most important thing for this team to reach a championship level? To get from where they are as nice, young, developing team to, to a team that is going to compete. Compete for a playoff spot. Eventually compete for a championship. And to be honest, that is, how do we set up Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner for success? How do we make sure that we, as a franchise, as an organization, maximize these two players? Help them grow and develop into the best players they can be and give them the tools to not only grow individually and, and, and take advantage of all their skills, but put them in a position where they can win and, and compete at the highest levels. That's At the end of the day, that's all that matters. If the Magic made Paolo Bancaro's life easier, and yeah, he posted a video of him working out with Kevin Durant. He worked out with Jason Tatum uh, over the weekend. Paolo Bancaro's getting around. Um, it, it, he, he's getting around. He is getting his work in. He's going to the World Cup. So is Franz. We're going to have a very good idea by the end of this World Cup just where these two players are at and, and just what kind of season we might be in store for. But at the end of the day, what the Magic had to do is find ways to maximize their skills and make their lives easier. And for now, that starts with keeping that runway clear for them. Making sure they have the ability to continue growing. Yes, perhaps still make some mistakes. They are in their third year and second year, respectively, with Franz and Paolo. They need the runway to make mistakes. They need the runway to have ownership of this team. And the Magic did nothing to stand in that way. They focused on stability. They re-upped Mark, or they didn't re-up Mark Fultz. They picked up the, the, they guaranteed the contract for Mark Fultz. No brainer there. They guaranteed, you know, they guaranteed the contract for Gogo Batadze. They picked up the team option for Gogo Batadze. Definitely a debate, but a center who defends well, comes off the, can come off the bench, can maybe spot start. You know, we we'll get to the center center question a, a, in a little bit, but they took care of their business. They 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 picked up, they guaranteed Gary Harris's contract. They kept a team stable. Paolo and Franz know exactly where everyone's gonna be. They don't have to learn a lot of new teammates. 
stability, both from the coaching staff and with the roster, especially with the success the team had last year going 29 and 28 over the final 57 games. That is something that will help them grow. And, and say what you want about stability. Last year's season was a success for this Magic team. Stability is going to help, especially considering how young this group is and the internal development that they believe is going to come. At the end of the day, this team is still so young that the Magic's biggest growth opportunities, the Magic's best chance to get better is going to come from their players getting better. It isn't going to necessarily come from going after a Fred Van Vliet and, and spending $40 million, even if it's over two years, 40 million over two, 40 or 80 million over two years. I don't think the, Mag the Magic couldn't get to that number anyway, but that might make them more competitive. That might create better short-term results. And maybe that is important, but that may not necessarily accomplish the goal that the Magic have. So at the end of the day, again, what's important is Paolo and Franz. Everything else is figuring out what works around Paolo and Franz. Everything is figured out if Paolo and Franz can even work together. And certainly there are hints and clues that that is the case. And so from that perspective, was this offseason a success? That's, that's the perspective that matters. That's the question that matters. And the answer to that question is, I don't know. And that might get to the heart of the problem of some of the decisions the Orlando Magic made. We're going to take them in turn. We'll go through the draft as well as free agency as we try to figure out whether the Magic actually what the Magic actually accomplished this offseason. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Just as a show note, um, just a show note, we are entering August. Uh, August is officially our off season, so we're going to be reducing down to uh, at least three episodes per week uh, for the next for the next couple months, for the next two months, as we await the end of the wait the beginning of the NBA season. That doesn't mean we're going away. I just want to make that perfectly clear. Still going to be putting out shows. Uh, I do have a vacation planned um, in early August in a, in a couple weeks. Um, I'm still planning to have shows ready uh, for while I'm out of town. Um, so you'll get at least three episodes per week, um, perhaps more depending on games, but depending on news, depending on topics that I have. But we are hitting our off-season mode. We are hitting the snooze button a little bit here. Um, so I want to make sure I get this free these uh, this off-season grades in. 
before we kind of hit the quiet part of the offseason, I do have some fun thing. Uh, I do have some fun ideas planned to help get us through the, the dog days here. And obviously got World Cup stuff with August 7th, actually one week from Monday being the first U.S. national team game. So we'll get a good look at Paolo Bancaro. I actually think uh, Goga Batadze and Georgia play on Friday, which is really, really early, but should be a good time uh, nonetheless. Got a lot still to go, so we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, part of your off-season, but we are going to hit off-season mode here uh, in the coming, it, it, starting next week. Um, so just just, just bear, bear with us as we as we count the days. I think we're 70 days away uh, from the start of Orlando Magic training camp. Less than 70 days now. So it's going to ha- it's gonna come very, very quickly. But let's start our, our off-season grades and, and our off-season analysis on, on what the Magic needed to accomplish on draft night. Um, I would say this, um, I am a big believer that you take the best player available in the draft. Um, and you figure the thing, you figure the rest out later. Uh, you know, Jeff Weltman is very big on saying the magic need to make sure there is a path for their young players to play a path for them to succeed. Uh, and, and I think that is also very important. You don't invest a first round pick. You don't invest when you have two lottery picks like the magic had, you don't invest those, those uh, pick in those players if you don't have the intention or the ability to allow them to play. Um, in this case, it may not be necessarily them playing a ton their rookie year. I think they'll both play plenty. But um, looking at the Magic's roster, it's it's. I can't argue necessarily with the talent that the Magic took. I can't necessarily argue with the reasoning for why the Magic took who they took. And we'll take both Anthony Black and Jet Howard in turn here. But... I do have questions. Um, you know, I'll you know, I'll say this. I said this a million times in the run up to the draft. My goal on draft night was to get a shooter. Um, it didn't matter how they got that shooter. I wanted to leave draft night with a shooter, and the Magic did that with Jet Howard. And we saw during summer league that Jet Howard can be a very capable shooter. Look, it's going to take it takes rookies a while to get used to the NBA, used to everything that they're going to see at the NBA level. Um, but Jet Howard looks like he can shoot the ball. Magic haven't had a guy that's just a pure shooter like him. You know, Terrence Ross for sure, but it's it, they need shooters. They need guys who can space the floor. And, you know, it, for everyone wants to criticize the Jed Howard pick, and it took everybody by surprise, um, at least if they watch the mock drafts and and and, and all the all the publicly available draft date draft analysts. Um, but at the end of the day, the Magic wanted a shooter who I think could be a little bit more versatile could work a little bit on the ball, could could have some athleticism. I don't think they just wanted a straight catch-and-shoot shooter, which is maybe why they passed. Uh, on Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins was on the smaller side at six six foot six. They got a six foot eight guy that they think could move, could play up and down some positions. And, and so, uh, you know, I know I, I said this on draft night, the Magic stuck to their principles. They stuck to the things that they believe in. They stuck to the things that have kind of guided them through the draft, positional versatility, skill versatility, um, they stuck to that, and that's those are the picks that they made. Um, are they the perfect picks? Um, did the Magic maximize their job on draft night? Um, you know, I think I said I gave them a B or a B minus on draft night. I, I'm very comfortable saying that the Magic got a B on draft night. I think Jet. I, I know. I, I know. I've taken some heat for this. I think Jet Howard will have a better rookie year than Anthony Black just because of the fit with the roster. And and while I love I like Anthony Black as a talent play, um, I love his feel for the game. I love the pace that he plays at. He does not look bothered by anything. 
I love his defensive tenacity. I love that he can that he's big. Um, you know, I think that that is a big deal for this Magic team. His shooting is going to be a big thing for him to overcome, and especially considering the Magic have a couple a couple lead guards that, that struggle to shoot in Marco Fultz and Jalen Suggs, and look, both have gotten a lot better. So it's not like he can't get better as a shooter. Um, it makes me really question where he fits in now. The Magic, to some extent, use this draft to cover themselves, maybe for what they expect to be uh, some losses coming down the road. You know, Marco Fultz is, and Cole Anthony are both free agents at the start of next season. We talked about them earlier in the week. Um, Jalen Suggs has had his ups and downs through two years, and the Magic may not re-sign him uh, when he becomes a free agent. He may become a bit of trade bait down the line. Down the line. Um, Anthony Black is insurance for that. And yeah, it might take him a while. He may not get all the minutes you want in his rookie year, but he is still a really, really good player. Now, this is where I think the problem is. And this is where I think the problem with the draft is, Did the do the Magic have a clear path for these guys to play? Anthony Black is going to be behind Jalen, uh, Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony at point guard. He's going to be behind Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris at the two. And so at the three, which is not his natural position, maybe not where you ultimately want him playing, although I think he can defend up to the three, up to three plenty well, and maybe that's really what matters. Um, at the three, he's gonna be playing, he's gonna be fighting with Franz Wagner, with free agent signing Joe Ingles, who we'll get to here in a minute, with Jet Howard. There Gary Harris might get some minutes there too if the magic go with smaller lineups. There's a we can all see the clutter and look clutter is not a bad thing. I wrote this on Orlando magic daily um, earlier on, on, on Thursday, late on Thursday. Um, depth is going to be a bonus for this magic team. They're deep. They've got guys. I think they feel very comfortable playing talented players. They're probably deeper than just about any team that they're competing with for an Eastern conference playoff spot. Um, they're going to be able to withstand the injuries. And, and, in, and in this sense, I like the Anthony black pick because you know, the, uh, besides the player, player is really good. I really like Anthony Black. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I'm not sitting here saying I don't like Anthony Black. Uh, please don't take it that. My question is: Is there just a clearer path for a rookie to make an impact? Um, is this a team that could draft purely on talent alone? You know, was there maybe an opportunity to trade back um, a, a few spots? You know, not that the Magic should have taken Bilal Koulibaly or taken Jairus Walker, you know, or, or even Taylor Hendricks, who might have been cleaner fits within the roster, especially power forward. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but the Magic made a talent play. And now, and, and that's never wrong, so I don't think that's a wrong thing. And now they have to figure out, well, what do we do with all this talent that we have? Um, I, I'm, I'm more optimistic about the Magic doing that with this group because they do seem to have direction. They have a good organizational culture. They have a flexibility about them. You know, Jamal Mosley and Jeff Waltman and, and the way that they approach the game, they're willing to experiment. They're willing to try out different things. The Magic are going to go big. They're going to play Wendell Carter and Mo Wagner together uh, and play, you know, they might do a lineup of, of Mo Wagner, Wendell Carter, uh, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Black. They might do that. They might do lineups like that. Just like they might go small and go Isaac, Caro, Franz Wagner, Anthony Black, Jalen Suggs, and just, just be like, okay, 
for two minutes, you're just not going to score. You're going to really hate life with the kind of with the kind of speed and athleticism we have on the perimeter uh, and, and and all that. Um, they can do that, and I think the Magic are willing to do that. And so, ultimately, when I look at this draft. I don't necessarily see it as a missed opportunity. I don't think there are opportunities missed. I don't think the magic messed up by not taking a cam Whitmore or not, or messed up by not trying to trade back. You know, maybe there's more opportunity there. If they took a Taylor Hendricks or Jairus Walker, I think Anthony black's going to be able to hold his own fine or is at least comparable to all those guys. Um, You know, you'll hear me say this. I'm never really upset with the GM's decision because they have more information than we do unless there's just, no rationality behind it. unless I can't ra- unless there's like just no way for me to rationalize the deal. The magic made rational picks. They picked, they made talent plays. They made fit. They made kind of philosophy plays. The only question I have is about fit and, and the, their path to playing. And that's the big mystery. That's the, the big thing coming out of this draft class and why you can't give it an A, but you can't really fail them either. They, they've got talent. They got more talent. They got more depth, and that's going to ultimately help them um, as they try to make the playoffs next year. It's then what they did in free agency that I question a little bit, but again, a lot of the same issues, um, a lot of the same uh, same um, thought processes, and a lot of the same things of like, let's just get a collection of talent together so we can put our five best on the floor. We'll go through what the Magic did in free agency and what they left uncovered that I'm worried about coming up in just a moment. Before we dive into the end of the show, I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Be sure to check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. It's kind of a supplemental uh, co- supplemental content to what we're doing at Orlando Magic Daily as well as what we're doing here on Lockdown Magic. Um, I am posting some videos, uh, some playbook videos, breaking down some plays and things that I'm thinking about and seeing, uh, sharing links that, that I wouldn't otherwise share elsewhere. Um, gives you direct access to me as well. Uh, I'll be pl- I'm planning on some other, th- uh, some other items and really, you know, I want to know what you guys want from me. So definitely check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. Uh, Orlando Magic Daily Lockdown Magic will always be free, but if you want a little bit of extra, Orlando Magic Hub on Patreon is the place to go. Uh, you can find the link to my Patreon page in my bio uh, on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. So the draft is about getting talent. Um, I just want to make that clear. Like I am a big believer. Take the best player available. Don't overthink the draft. It is guessing. You don't know. If you have a player that you think is your guy, you take him. Who cares what mock drafts think? Who cares what anything else anyone else thinks? The Magic thought Jed Howard was better than Jordan Hawkins. That's enough for me. Um, does that mean the Magic couldn't have traded back two, three spots? You know, you know, maybe, maybe would have been there when Utah picked whatever pick they were at um, and, and done that trade. I don't know. The Magic certainly didn't need more draft picks. They've got plenty uh, that the roster is already full. Um, and so I, I don't think the Magic were necessarily wrong uh, on that on that front. Um, the draft to me was solid. Not an A draft, but I don't know if there was an A draft out there. 
They needed talent. They needed to use the draft to get one last bite of talent um, before they head into the playoffs and probably not having a lottery pick for a little while longer. So the draft is about talent and and, and just getting more talent in. Free agency needed to be about um, needed to be about uh, 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 filling those needs. And I know I sat here a million times over and said the biggest need for me for the Magic this offseason was shoring up their forward depth and adding a legitimate backup center, a high-value backup center. Um, I, I do wonder if the Magic accomplished either of these things. And if I, you know, I love the Magic step. I think the Magic are a better team today and de- better team today than they were at the end of the season. Um, and, and at the end of the day, if you believe that, and again, we'll see what the what 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 the proof shows, but if you believe that, then you had a good offseason. So I'm not going to sit here and fail the Magic's offseason. Kind of like the draft, the Magic did things that I am intrigued by. The Magic did things that I think made the team better. Did they make the team absolutely better? Better? Are they covered for every emergency? Maybe you can't cover for every emergency, but I think the Magic left themselves a little bit vulnerable in some key areas that that I think could potentially derail their season. Um, I want to start with the backup center. Like, look, I like Mo Wagner. He had a great season last year. He's a really good part of this team, really good in the locker room for this team. Everybody on the team loves him. I can understand wanting to keep him. Goga Batadze, all the stats suggest that he had a major impact on this team, uh, especially defensively. Um, he gives you that kind of rugged center, a different look at that backup, at that backup center spot. I don't hate keeping him. But at the end of the day, my big concern remains Wendell Carter's never played more than 62 games in any season in his career. You have to plan on him missing 15 to 20 games every year. Um, and that's not a knock on Wendell. That's just reality. You know, hopefully he plays 82 games this year and it's a moot point. Um, because I, I like the, the tandem of Wendell of uh, Mo Wagner and Goga Bataze as the backup center. Uh, I don't like them as potential starters for nearly a quarter of the season. That's the part that leaves me uneasy. And not that there were a ton of great center options available, but, you know, I think Washington might have taken Anthony Black and that maybe that's why this didn't happen. But you couldn't tell me you couldn't package, you couldn't trade six, maybe a sec, maybe a high-value second uh, to trade down to eight and get Daniel Gaffer. You know, do, do something to, to shore up that center spot just a little bit, even if it costs you a little bit of money. Short, I mean, they paid $8 million a year. Contract they could easily get out of. Like, look, the Magic do really, really well with their contracts. The Joe Ingles contract, everyone's kind of laughing at the number. Two years, $22 million. They can get out of that contract after one year. Not, I'm not losing sleep over that. They got us, they had to spend some money. They probably had to spend, probably had to overpay to get guys in. That's fine. Mo Wagner was very much like, hey, you've been good for us. We're taking care of you. Do not worry. Everything is funny money for us right now anyway. Um, and it's true. Uh, and so, you know, the the, the the Magic did fine with the contracts. Um, they always do fine with the contracts. Um, the real test is Markel and Cole um, it, it, whenever they hit free agency or whenever those contracts get get negotiated. So I, I'm, just, I'm just still very concerned that Mo Wagner and Goga Batadze just aren't enough for what the Magic are trying to do and, and what the Magic are going to need at center and I do have concern that, okay, when Wendell Carter has to miss a few games, 
can the Magic stay competitive? Can the Magic stay in the postseason hunt? Prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. Um, the Joe Ingles signing, like, look, I love Joe Ingles as a player. That dude is going to raise the level of everyone's game. He's going to be adored in that locker room. That dude is a gamer um, in, in, in so many ways. Uh, great passer. Great shooter. So we, the Magic get, get the shooter that they need. I just am a little worried about the power forward depth. They got Paolo Bancaro. They got Franz Wagner, who could both play the four. But they played nearly two-thirds of their minutes together, which is a good thing. You want them playing a lot together. I think that is intentional. So that, to me, tells me you're relying on Jonathan Isaac to be healthy. And, like, look, I'd love for Jonathan Isaac to play 82 games this year. He's played 11 games in the last three years. Betting on Jonathan Isaac to be healthy, I think, is a mistake. And so, to me, it's not that I dislike Joe Ingles, and not that I dislike Joe Ingles' fit with this team. I think he could play a little bit of power forward, um, play a little bit at the four, and I think the Magic might be willing to go with smaller lineups, you know, have Batadze as a screener with Ingles, you know, maybe maybe Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. They can spread the floor a little bit with that kind of a lineup. Or, you know, even Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner can step out to three. So Jalen Suggs is technically the only non-shooter on the floor. You could play Jet Howard at the two. Um, the Magic have options. And, and, and look, those options, I think, are what's going to, what, what separates the Magic from their competition. They're going, you know, as long as they hit on the right group and the chemistry develops, they'll be fine. But I do have concerns that, okay, if Isaac is hurt for any extended period of time, Chuma Okeke is your next option of power forward. Going big with Mo Wagner is your next option of power forward. Going small with Joe Ingles is your next option of power forward now. So to me, the signing of Joe Ingles is a good one. Um, I, I, there are, there's a lot to like, but like everything else, it makes sense. It fills some need that the Magic might have. It's good introduction and addition of talent. But is it the best addition of talent? Is that the best thing? Is that the most optimal thing that this Magic team needs? And so overall, I have to give the Magic's offseason a, a B. Like, I, I like the things that they did individually, but coming together and looking at this team as a whole, I'm not sure the Magic had the best offseason. Then again, like I said earlier, perhaps the biggest growth, the biggest development that this Magic team is going to make is going to happen with internal growth, with Jalen Suggs becoming a better three-point shooter, with Paolo Bancaro becoming more efficient, with Franz Wagner getting better, Wendell Carter getting better, Marco Fultz getting better and healthy. The, the biggest growth that this team might make, the biggest addition this team might make, is just getting better internally, and, and that might make everything make sense. We have to go back then to that initial point. Was this Magic offseason a success? Well, the only way this Magic offseason is a success is if it makes Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner's life easier, if it makes their roles clearer. And look, at the end of the day, the three guys that the Magic added this offseason, Anthony Black is a high IQ passer and playmaker. That's going to make Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner's life easier. Joe Ingles is a pinpoint passer on cutters to cutters, as well as an excellent three-point shooter. He's going to space the floor, give the Magic a pull-up threat and transition that they haven't had. He makes the team better. 
And Jed Howard is a great shooter who is going to make this team better and give Paolo and Franz the space that they need to operate. On that front, then, it is hard to argue that the Magic did not have a good offseason. Was it the best offseason and just how well it will work? That's what the next nine months are for. As we wait to see, as we get ready for the season to begin and go through the process of this 2023-24 season. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of our places on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, next week we are moving to our off-season schedule I'm going to try and make it regular that it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday for podcasts. If things pop up during the week, we will go daily again or we'll do more episodes, but you'll get a guarantee of three episodes a week at least for the next two months. Again, as things happen, we'll have, you know, Olympic, we'll have a a Team USA basketball, we'll have World Cup basketball. Things will happen. The schedule will get released. We will jump on for, for those. So be subscribed to the podcast. Be subscribed wherever you download podcasts. Um, to get the latest episodes of Locked On Magic. I'll try and preview what we're going to talk about on our next episode, regardless of anything else. So speaking of that, for my everyday crew, uh, we will have a look at the Magic's depth. Uh, I think that is a really good point, and so I want to I dig that out a little bit more. Some surprising numbers about the Magic's depth. We'll talk about that on our next episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.